Good evening and welcome to our service of nine lessons and carols. We will be a bit thin on the ground uh, tonight because quite understandably many people are, are shielding, trying to protect their Christmas going forward and we pray that uh, the government won't prohibit families gathering together on Christmas Day. We do have uh, windows open on either side, and because we've got a hot air blower, actually this building works very well in terms of ventilation, because hot air, as you know, blows towards exits where it can find them. So hopefully all the hot air is going right across to the windows on either side, which are open. Just a couple more notices before our bidding prayer. Uh, Mark Sangers asked me to announce that uh, for the Chris Tingle service on Christmas Eve at 6.30, that's this Friday at 6.30, we now have Mary and Joseph, the angel Gabriel, narrators confirmed, and even the arrival of baby Jesus. The oranges are ordered, but we need help with stewards and Chris Tingle bearers. We need another 10 people. If you are willing and able, please to act as a steward and as a Christingle bearer, please speak to Mark or Helen after the service. That's the 6.30 Christingle service on Friday. Refreshments are available um, after the uh, carol service at the back in the coffee lounge. Now, we do understand some people will have to leave fairly quickly, uh, but if you are able to uh, stay behind for a cup of tea or coffee and a, and a mince pie. You'd be most welcome. Finally, tonight, unlike previous year, you are the choir. You are the full choir. And so can I encourage you to sing lustily through your masks so that uh, we raise heaven's doors, that the windows of, heavens are, uh, of heaven are rattled by your worship of the living God. Uh, if you can sing descants, please put in descants as appropriate um, at the appropriate points. Apart from the violin solo, um, we are the choir, so please do sing up as and when uh, this service needs to, to be encouraged. Now let's pray using the familiar bidding prayer. In the name of God, who has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and made a place for us in the kingdom of his beloved Son, we welcome you, grace to you, and peace. As we meet to celebrate anew the coming of God's kingdom, we here reveal the mystery of God's loving purpose for us. How that when we were far off, he met us in his Son, and brought us home. How he humbled himself to take our human nature that we might share his divine glory. Let us then so celebrate this coming with our carols and hymns of praise that our lives may be charged with his life, that we may bear witness to his glory and so bring light to those who sit in darkness. So first we pray for those among whom the Christ was born, the poor and helpless, the aged and young children, the cold 
the hungry and the homeless, the victims of poverty, injustice and oppression, the sick and those who mourn, the lonely and the unloved, those in despair or in the shadow of death. Then as we hear again the message of peace on earth and goodwill among all his people, we pray for the leaders of the nations that all may be inspired to work together for the establishment of justice, freedom and peace the world over. And that we may bear true witness to this hope in a divided world. We pray for the peace and unity of Christ's body, the church universal, that the whole earth may live to praise his name. Finally, as we rejoice with the saints in heaven and on earth, we remember all who have gone before us with the sign of faith, whose hope was in the word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we offer up our prayers for the coming of his kingdom, in the words, traditional words, he himself has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And may the Lord, when he comes, find us watching and waiting, now and at all times. Amen.
Will you please be seated as Julie brings us our first reading. Genesis 3, 8-15 They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel.
Will you please be seated as Nick brings us our second reading. Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 to 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sands that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your offspring shall all nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. Saints, 
please be seated as Lawrence brings us our third reading. Isaiah um, chapter 9, verse 2, 6, and 7. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time onwards and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
Please be seated as Lynn brings us our next reading. A fourth reading is taken from the book of Micah, chapter 4, verses 2 to 4. Sorry, chapter 5, 2 to 4. The ruler from Bethlehem. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up unto the time when she who is in labour has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Lynn. Please be seated as Maureen brings us our next reading. 
Um, this reading is from Luke 1, 26 to 38. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, who, will name, who you will name him Jesus. He will be great in you and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him his throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is a sixth month for her, who said, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Thank you, Maureen. seated as Ollie brings us our sixth lesson. Luke chapter 2 verses 1 to 7, the birth of Jesus. In those days a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea 
to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
Please be seated as Dave brings us our next reading. Lesson 7. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. The shepherds and the angels. I love this one. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace amongst those on whom he has favor. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found found Mary, Moses wasn't there, and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all, all they had seen and all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. Thank you, Dave.
seated as Victor brings us our next lesson. Reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born, king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for this child. And when you have found him, bring me a word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and mirth. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Thank you, Victor.
John chapter 1, reading from verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light. In the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light. Thank you, Dave. These are the opening words of a worship song some of you will remember and know. Could leave them off, please. <laughs> King of Kings. Hillsong, by Hillsong. Those words probably summarize how many, both non-Christians and Christians alike, have felt about the pandemic since that first lockdown in March 2020. Literally, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Waiting seemingly for the day when we wake up and it's all over. False dawns have come and gone. We've asked these questions of our Father God. When will it all be over? When will the nightmare subside? When will we breathe the air of freedom, of hope, of life again? In the darkness, we were waiting without hope without light. 2,000 years ago, the Jews labored under a similar burden. But there was a difference. They had been waiting for much longer than 21 months for the darkness, for the hopelessness to lift from them. 
They'd been waiting not for a year or two, but for 400 years. 400 years of silence passed between the last of the Old Testament prophets, Malachi, and the arrival of Jesus. A silence which began with Malachi's prediction of Elijah's return. Lo, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. A silence which ended with the metaphorical fulfillment, the coming of John the Baptist. 400 years of darkness for the Jewish people when the voice of God seemingly disappeared. Despite returning from the empires of the Medes and Persians to rebuild the temple, they were crushed subsequently under the heel of the Greek Empire, then the Egyptians, the Syrians, and finally the Roman Empire, like serfs in their own land. To them, it was literally darkness as they awaited the long-promised Messiah. In the darkness, they were waiting without hope, without light. At the cusp of 2022, we face possible new lockdowns as Omicro, the, a new variant, Omicron, or Omicron, spreads throughout the population. It feels worse than last Christmas. Then we were promised one, two jabs, and everything would return to normal. Yet here we are with a mostly jabbed population still waiting without hope, without light. The education of young people, the mental health of many is undermined. The jobs and businesses of many, especially those in hospitality, are seemingly being thrown away. What does our faith teach us amidst this waiting when there seems to be no hope? And no light. Emmanuel. Just one word. Emmanuel. God with us. God came to the Jews to end their 400 years of silence. And God again comes to us today to transform our waiting. And listen to King of Kings first verse. In the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light. Till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. To fulfill the law and prophets, to a virgin came the word. From a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. Jesus came once for all to reveal the kingdom and to reconcile the lost to bring us all back into relationship with his Father. And through his conquering death and his resurrection, he not only offers us salvation when we die, he offers us his abiding presence in the here and now. Emmanuel, God with us. God with you. God with me. The truth is, since Jesus came 2,000 years ago into our world, Christians have never truly been without hope, never been without light. If you've asked Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior, he is with you. 
through the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, you are not alone in the face of anything this world throws at you. But I feel alone, you might say. I feel that I'm without hope, without light in this dystopian nightmare with its fresh outpouring of bad news daily and never reducing restrictions. How can I, how will I know that life will ever be normal again? Well, the other day, someone shared that they'd had a challenge from God, which they took up. What excited me, however, was not the challenge, important though it is to that person, but this, they'd heard from God. They'd heard from God and recognized his voice. That God was speaking to them. That God was with them. Emmanuel. Because that's the crux of the matter for each one of us. Do we know that God is with us? You see, when God is with you, and you know it, and you know him, it matters not what's going on in the world. Knowing God, having a relationship with him, speaking to him, being obedient to him, as we heard this morning from Keith, hearing him are what gives us the peace that whatever happens, even sickness, even death, even material adversity, we know God and know that he's with us and know where we are going. Now, I don't believe Christians are masochists. None of us craves pain or sickness or painful ways of dying for their own sake. But knowing God and hearing God now in this life gives us the confidence to hope that whatever is happening around us, our God is with us. Our God is for us. Do you yearn, if you don't know him, to know this Jesus, this God who gives hope and light? Or if you've never asked him into your life, what a splendid time to do so. What a better time than now. And if you're a believer already, why not repeat with me to encourage those who may never have invited Jesus into their lives to do so because he transforms the darkness of waiting into the expectation of dawn. It's always good to turn to Jesus afresh, even for those of us who've confessed him as Lord. So if you've never invited him into your life, it's very straightforward. Lord Jesus Christ, if you'd like to repeat after me, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my life. Come and be my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me. Sanctify me. Make me pure and whole again. Amen. That's congratulations if you've said that for the very first time. Find a Christian. Contact me or somebody else so we can pray with you and guide you as to the next steps in this wonderful new journey you've embarked upon.
But I guess if you're here tonight, most of you are already Christians, but yet have literally found yourself without hope, without light, if you admit it. Can I encourage you to lift your eyes from the situation you're in? Lift your eyes from yourself back to Jesus. Seek him out. Pursue him afresh that the one who resurrected you might fill you again with the hope and light that belong to him and which he embodies. Can we as an act of 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 reception, an act of receiving him afresh. Just stand up whilst I pray over you and for you. Can I invite you to stand up if you can? Father God, break off everything which has kept us from focusing on you, everything which has blinded us from the presence of the Spirit in our life. And in the authority vested in me, I break off the spirit of fear, the spirit of lack of faith, break off the spirit of disobedience. Whatever, Lord, acts as a wall between us understanding and knowing that you are with us and that your daily protection and favor rests upon us. Set your people free afresh, Lord. Because we declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. Amen. Can we have the lights on again, please?
grateful thanks to Mike and Sam for making our worship possible today. And of course you, the wonderful choir. Can I just remind you that Mark, Sanger and Helen Stiff are available after the service if you would like to volunteer to be a steward or Christingle bearer at the service on Christmas Eve. Refreshments are available after the service in the coffee lounge. Also, there's an offertory plate at the back should you wish to make an offering. And now, may God the Father keep you in all your days. May God the Son shield you in all your ways. May God the Spirit bring you healing and peace. May God the Holy Trinity drive all darkness from you and pour upon you blessing and light. Amen.